Sasha. Hey, Courtney. What did the turkey dress up as for Halloween? I don't know. Ghost of Thanksgiving's past? No, that's what he's dressing up as for Christmas. Oh. For Halloween, he was a gobble-in. A gobble, gobble, gobble-in. A spoon power. turkey sounds I made a, that's I, pretty good I made a pretty good one earlier today at my third Friendsgiving of this weekend nice um, well because you had so much practice I had so much practice because I was trying to tell everyone that at Trader Joe's when instead of making that <laughs> noise yep. when it's time to pull out your credit card it goes <laughs> <laughs> I think the only animal noise I can make convincingly is I do a decent like goat slash sheep comedy podcast where sometimes we make animal noises. This one is Courtney. The gobbling one is Sasha. <laughs> During the whole episode and just gobbling noises. Yeah. <laughs> Has subtitles on the bottom. Oh my god. And then it's just it's just like 58 more minutes of just, just us gobbling. <laughs> and then we just get Happy to watch on our statistics where people turn the episode Because <laughs> one of you is going to like make it to like the 23 minute mark being like, they've got to stop doing this bit. They're going to stop making turkey sounds and do a normal episode. No! <laughs> turkey sounds all the way down. <laughs> As always, you can find us on the internet. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. In both of those places, we're at Spoop Hour. You can also email us at spoophour at gmail.com. Send us stories. Send us your Thanksgiving horror nightmares. Yes. I think send us your weird nightmares. Sure. Last week on Monday and Tuesday, we were doing this like pretty big like activity in class. We were doing like a escape room essentially. Mm-hmm. And all weekend I had nightmares about my 11th graders. Oh no. Like, like just I did have I wouldn't classify it as a nightmare. It was just a weird dream, which is on brand for me. This was like way earlier this week. I dreamt that I was back in high school, but I was like an adult and person. And Hozier asked you to marry him. No, that was no. real life. And anyway, this is the last episode of Spoop Hour because I'm running away with him. Huh, nice. Ha ha ha. Just kidding. I mean Are you? If he offered <laughs> Bye bye, Spoop Hour, I'm gonna go live in the bog. Like, <laughs> fuck all y'all. <laughs> no. So I dreamt that I was back in high school. And John Mulaney came and performed for our high school band. And then afterwards, he came to my house and we made cookies for his wife. Nice. And then the entire time, he was talking about how excited he was to make cookies for his wife. Because he's like, I'm not good at making cookies, but I like bringing her cookies. I had a Hashtag dream deal with it. that Jack and I had a polygamous marriage with Ooh. Taika Waititi. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's for some fine. reason, Taika Waititi. Well, so I, I was feel at, like he'd be down. I was at if a party. He knew you. 
And we were like at a gallery or something, like a small oh. gallery, lots of art. But Taika Waititi was there and he hit on me. I was like, oh no, I can't possibly. I have a fiance. No, 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 no. Oh, right? Taika, no. no. Oh, Taika, yes. Like, oh, you're so, you're so handsome. <laughs> Just the way you were doing that yeah. was very like yeah, bodice yeah. rippery. Like, oh, oh Taika, I couldn't possibly. possibly. Don't leave me, Taika. Yeah. Well, and then, <laughs> and then like he, he was like, oh, I understand, I understand. And then like he walked away and then I found Jack and was like, you would not believe what happened. He goes, yeah, but hold that thought. Um, Taika and I were watching. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? And then, I like that in your dream, you're like, no, I can't. I'm I'm involved with someone. This can't happen. And my dream, dream fiance. fiance is like, I'm already down. He's already down. So if you're down, we're doing this. We're doing this. <laughs> and then it just like cut to like, it wasn't even like a sexy dream. It literally just <laughs> cut to like the three of us walking <laughs> like hand in hand going shopping. Oh, so romance. <laughs> Anyway, no one tell John Mulaney or Taika Waititi about this podcast. Yeah, please don't. You can tell Hosier about it. I'm not ashamed. Yeah, but yeah, send us any weird stories. Did anything spooky happen to you this week? I guess the spooky thing is I might have found my wedding dress. Yay! Yay. Spooky thing, I found out I have friends because I went to three three different Friendsgivings this weekend. Love it. How about you? Did anything spooky happen to you this week? I have had a week, You've had guys. a terrible week. Well, you've started a story really like, high me, note. I was going to say, let me tell you about the dichotomy of the my dichotomy week. dichotomy of your week. Because it has been, like, the best of times and the worst of times. I am, like, full tale of two cities uh. this week. This week was 15 million years long. I am now decrepit. I was young and nubile at the start of the week, and at the end of the week, I'm a dusty old crone. So that's fine. So the week started on Monday, as I I believe I mentioned previously on this podcast, I went to see my beloved Bogman Hosier in concert, and it was hands down the best concert I have ever been to in my life. It was amazing. The opener was incredible. Her name is Angie McMahon. If you are into Hosier's music or any kind of like folksy rock alternative kind of thing, you're going to dig her. She's from Australia. She made a joke about murder. So ah! I like co- coming off of that, I was like, I'm gonna be like I have the spooky thing that happened to me is I need to be friends with this Australian artist because she gets me. <laughs> I mean, it's just, she's great. So the joke she made about murder, she was like, this is the song I wrote after I had my first real heartbreak. And we all go, oh, and she goes, no, it's okay. I killed him. And we all, we all went, yay, yay. and like clapped. And she goes, murder. <laughs> that is amazing. And then her last song, she goes, this song is about when you're too tired because you've eaten a whole lasagna by yourself. It's called pasta. And I was like, I love you. Be my friend. And the, then Hosier the came on. energy. The I, power that that I, statement has. I know. When you're she tired was, after you ate an entire lasagna. I was like, I know song. exactly how that feels. <laughs> I this feel is, this. This is a relatable song for me. And like, also her music was really great. Oh, I bet. Yeah, she was delightful. And then Hosier came on and like, my life ended. And I'm very happily ghosting now. And like, Yeah, she's was, a ghost now. Like, I was, can't see her. It was so good, you guys. Like, ugh. I cried during a non-sad song, as is my custom. Actually, you know, if you didn't have a corporeal form, the rest of your week probably would have gone a lot better. Honestly, it really would have. Like, yeah. I wish we'd gone with the narrative that, like, or, like, Hosier had, like, whisked me away. To his bog. Yes. That, I would have crawled would have been in amazing. that fucking bog in a heartbeat. If I got, like, a weird tweet... <laughs> Like tech, like DM from you, but really it's just a bird coming to my window to tell me yes. that you have run off and we're not recording our podcast this week. For Hosier fans in the audience, it would be a shrike. On Thursday night, I got off work early. I went to the gym like a productive adult. And then I was driving home and the car in front of me stopped as traffic often does. And then I stopped and then the van behind me hit me twice and forced me into the car in front of me. Mm-hmm. So my car got sandwiched. 
I'm okay. I'm just fucking banged up and shaken. And now I have to deal with insurance and figuring out if my car is totaled. Be safe driving. I'm okay. I'm just dealing. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm Rightfully stressed. Rightfully so. I'm upset. It's a whole, it's a whole fuck. And now I'm like housebound because I don't have a car and it's a whole fucking thing. I will so. say the photo you sent me from the ER was very good. Oh yeah. It's the best I've ever looked. This is the dichotomy of my week. I see Hosier, I find the light that I look best in, I get nailed by a fucking van that tried to trash my tiny little baby car and had to go to the hospital for a long time. Do you want a funny story from my ER time? I do. So, it's fall now, I've been wearing a lot of tights. Sure, yeah. And as is customary when you're wearing a lot of tights, who gives a fuck not shaving my legs? And so because during the car accident, my knee hit the steering column, one of the things that they had to check when I went to the doctor was they had to see if it, if I'd broken anything mm-hmm. or like fractured anything. So they had to like press on my knee. So she like yanks my yoga pants up. And like, because of how my hair on my leg grows, it's not super visible for like my calf. Like even yeah. when I haven't shaved a ton, I'll have like a little tiny bit of hair around my ankle and then like nothing until my kneecap and then like very fine blonde hair above my knees. It's fucking great. It means who, I don't have to shave very often. Who shaves over their knees? I mean, yeah, what kind of what, monster? What kind of time don't do you Don't do have? this to yourself. You don't have to. So she like pulls my knee up. And there was, I must have missed the same spot I've since shaved yeah. because I was I was going to say, like, your legs look heckin' smooth right yeah. now. You can see the bruise. Well, right where the bruise is, there was this patch of hair that I shit you not. You know, like, cartoon representations of witches where she's got, like, one war with, like, a hair sticking out? It was a patch of those hairs. <laughs> and it would have been better if my whole leg had been covered in them, but it was just this one weird round patch in the middle of my goddamn knee. And I was like... Oh no, this is horrible. It's like a koosh ball. Yeah, it looks like I had intentionally, like, landscaped my hair on my legs to have this weird, like, lucky troll doll patch of hair coming out of my kneecap. And, like, I'm sure Jack was like, that's probably not even top five weirdest things that ER nurse saw that day. And I'm like, no, but it was horrible and I hated it. So Mm -mm. I shaved my legs. One of my dear friends is an ER doctor. Ooh. And, uh,. Yikes. He's seen some shit. Yeah. Like women with weird patches of hair. Oh, I will say, spooky thing did happen at the Hosier concert. I mentioned last week that I've now developed a form of precognition that's yeah. specific to Hosier. And I listed a Hosier song as an example, being mm-hmm. like, I'll have As It Was stuck in my yeah. head. Wouldn't you know it? That's the first song he played Hell at the goddamn yeah. concert. Oh I was God. like, I am too powerful. But he did it in the background. He did a bunch of like old timey cartoons. And a big part of it was like a witch and a ghost. And oh. I was like, that's us. This is spoop hour content. I, because it's fall. Yes. Because I've been wearing sweaters. And because I wear long sleeves to my yoga class anyway. Don't have to fucking shave. And I wear long sleeves at the gym and or t-shirts. I don't shave my armpits nice. on a regular basis. And so I oh, finally... Oh no, I just put together where this story no, is going. No, 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 but I remembered... Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I remembered at the last minute to shave my armpits for the wedding dress fitting, but I forgot to put deodorant oh, on. No. And I got real sweaty because I was really nervous <laughs> yeah, about it. And you're like taking and on taking and off, off a and bunch on, of, yeah. I put t- on and off eight different dresses. Yeah. And so, and I'm like making small talk with my attendant and she's seeing me with just boob cups and like a high-waisted right. like body shaper on. So I was very vulnerable. And so I just smelled so bad in I'm like just really this pretty out there. dresses. ER nurses, 
and wedding dress trying on attendants have seen a lot worse. They've seen a lot worse. Like they've yeah. seen women with I'm weird patches about, yeah, of witch like, hair. They've seen people who pe- forget deodorant. Yeah, people who like do the fittings for, or like who help you fit for a bra. Yeah, you know, like all of they that. They don't give a shit. Yeah, doctors. They're just getting in yeah. there. Anyway, that was some lightness body hair hour talk. <laughs> yeah, just like be safe, kids. Yeah, especially in this holiday season when everyone's yes. on the road and the sun is setting early and people. And rental cars are expensive because it's the holidays. Fucking drive. Yeah, so, like, watch out for the people who aren't very good at driving. Don't be one of the people who aren't very good at driving. Do your best. Be safe. Wear your fucking seatbelt. Because, like, whew, if I'm this banged up from wearing my seatbelt, you can only imagine what would have happened without it. Woo! You're very good at snaps. Thank you. And then the other thing I did, I went axe throwing and I was okay at it, which was very surprising. So this is my week, which was essentially living out a like constructive criticism sandwich where you do like a good thing, a bad thing, then a good thing. Yeah. It was like hosier concert, terrible car accident, axe throwing. I went axe throwing the weekend before you went axe throwing and we've discovered both of us are pretty good at axe yeah. throwing. So like in an apocalyptic scenario where you need like axe throwers on your side, you could do worse than to align yourselves with us. Yeah, basically. Yeah. If you would like to align yourselves with us, go to patreon.com slash spoop hour. Your money will not go, go towards buying me a new car if I need to, but it will go towards hosting fees and keeping us in snacks. Yes. Keeping us in snacks. Those maple cookies. Oh, damn. God, those are still damn, good. Those I was still, still snacking on them during the week. That was the only thing I ate after the car accident because oh. I stopped being hungry for dinner after that. Mm. And then Jack was like, you should probably eat something because you worked out today. What are we talking about this week? Speaking of cookies. Thanksgiving. What? And I'm- sweets and food and all that stuff. Yes. For our American listeners, Thanksgiving is in two days. Yeah. For our non-American you know? listeners, depending on where you are in the world, you've either already had your Thanksgiving or you don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. Just do it safely and with your seatbelt on. Yes. So, <laughs> what is Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving we just is don't know. A holiday. <laughs> I found a really good article about like the good, it's called The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly of Thanksgiving. I think it's from like a religious blog type thing, but they're yeah. talking about how to reconcile like the the terrible, the terrible history. history of it with a time to like celebrate friends and family and yeah. food and like togetherness and like you know we we talk about like little kids get to learn about like oh then then the co- new new people and the native americans were friends and they ate food together and they were best and friends forever yeah. and like the everything was peaceful and great and yep. this all like set into motion the massacre of native americans and other indigenous people on mm-hmm. this continent for the next 200 years after it uh-huh. you know and so talking about like how do you reconcile the sterilized and like mythologized version of it mm-hmm. with the reality plus also like getting together with family and trying to make this like for those of you who like do go home and like celebrate with family mm-hmm. and that it's like a fun time for you you know how do you how do you balance that, balance that stuff yeah. and so it was just it was really interesting to talk like like just read about kind of what their ideas were and it's like you know acknowledge what happened talk yeah. about what happened and it's like effect on America in the present day mm-hmm. right and like your understanding of you know Americans like or you know white americans privileges and stuff like that and then you know see if there's maybe some good you can do to like support first nations people Mm -hmm. and yeah yeah so i found a bunch of myths about foods cool because what could be spookier on thanksgiving than foods i found one 
ghost story <gasps> that was reported in like a newspaper yes. about thing that takes place on Thanksgiving, Amazing. and then a bunch of Thanksgiving horror stories. Ooh, but they're God. really like the horror stories of like my grandma threatened to do the shit in the turkey if I didn't let her watch Jeopardy. Like, that kind of horror. Oh, man, that's me in, not, like, 40 years. Not, like, my grandma threatened us with a knife because like, she was possessed by the tur- like, like the ghost of the turkey. I don't give a shit about traditional Thanksgiving food. I don't like most of it. So, like, I am absolutely going to be the person who's going to be like, you're going to let me watch fucking Jeopardy or I'm going to shit in your bird. <laughs> Anyway, tell me the lore and I'll finish with the ghost story. (laughs) All right. So first I'm going to talk about cranberries because there's a lot of stuff. I almost said shit, but that would be inappropriate given the recent thing. Yes, ma'am. I left my cranberry CD on the quad. Can I go get it? (gasps) No. (laughs) Watch Clueless, you guys. It's delightful. Uh, (laughs) Cranberries. Tell me about them. Are they a band from the 90s? Yes. The end. The That's end. it. That's all my research, you guys. I had a hard week. No. So this is courtesy of WideOpenEats.com, NPR, Folkhart Press Blog, and ShirleyTwoFeathers.com. Nice. Cranberries. More than just a weird jelly in a can at Thanksgiving, cranberries have a whole history of mythology, lore, and magic surrounding them. Cranberries were originally called fenworts, mossberries, or marshworts in medieval Europe. Wait. I'm so excited. I make usually make the cranberries for the Oh, you're going to like the end of this. I'm excited to just be like, here, eat my marsh warts. Oh, <laughs> yes. One, you should do that. And two, you're maybe going to reconsider how you make them and who you serve them Ooh, to. Okay. Let's see. Go, 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 go. They were commonly eaten in communities near bogs or swamps. Shout out to Hosier. (laughs) I didn't put that in my notes. I just thought it would be fun. So that means a lot of Europeans and a lot of native communities in North America were a big fan of the sour fruit because, you know. I was going to say, Hosier sustains himself on cranberries. Yes, I believe it. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first, folks. Don't tell him about No, tell him about this podcast. I'm not ashamed. Once the pilgrims invaded America, the name morphed into Craneberry because they looked at the cranberry bush and they thought the flowers looked like crane heads. Oh. Which, like, I should have looked it up. I didn't, but I'm going to look it up now. Yeah, because, I mean, there's gooseberries that literally look yeah. like gooses. Oh, yeah, it actually kind of does. I was prepared to be like, you fucking dummies. It you does, don't look, look, it oh does God, look like a crane like head. Crane, they look like cranes. My apologies to the pilgrims. You were right on this. As I wrote that, I was like, ha idiots. But now that I look at it, <laughs> <laughs> it, it legitimately looks like crane heads. I'm sorry. You just, ha idiots. You guys brought over disease. Yeah, I can call you an idiot for looking at flowers the wrong way. But turns out they were actually right about that one. So I will give them that one and literally nothing else. <coughs> I've killed Sasha. <laughs> Welcome to Ghost Jump. Idiots. <laughs> Fucking pilgrims. Anyway, cranberry eventually morphed into cranberry over time. Sure. You know, drop the E, why not? Though there is no concrete evidence suggesting that the first Thanksgiving in October 1621 had cranberries, it was primetime cranberry harvesting season because the time to harvest is September to December. Mm -hmm. So October would have fallen right in the Mm. middle of cranberry season. So it's entirely possible there were cranberries at the first Thanksgiving. We just don't know. Like, we legitimately, nobody wrote down like, and they brought cranberries or, and this is a comprehensive list of everything we ate before we gave them smallpox. (laughs) So the two have been linked ever since. 
Back in the day, cranberries were also used as a sort of mythical medicine. Mm. Early colonizers of the U.S. would eat cranberries to fend off scurvy. And basically, they just got lucky because they were like, hmm, people who eat this berry don't get scurvy. And it's because cranberries are very high in vitamin C. Presumably, they also didn't get urinary tract infections because cranberries are excellent at preventing urinary tract infections. Mm. And then Native Americans would grind up cranberries and use the resulting paste on infected wounds. And that actually kind of worked. I feel like it's really astringent. Yes. In in this case, it kind of worked like an old-timey Band-Aid one. Yeah, So it created a seal over the wound, Uh and because it's kind of astringent, nothing else could really get in there, and so it would keep the wound free of all the other gunk that exists in the world, so then the wound could, like, heal on its own. Innovative. Yes. So the cranberry itself wasn't doing a ton. It was mostly just forming that, like, neosporin-y, like, protective layer, so then the wound could, like, heal without anybody worrying at it. Cool. And per NPR... What even is a cranberry? We just don't know. We just don't know. (gasps) For real, in their article, they state that the USDA, as recently as 2010, found compounds inside cranberries that scientists didn't know about in the 1990s. That's crazy. We don't know what cranberries are, but we have been eating them for centuries. <laughs> right? I, I cook them every Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just know that But what have you been eating, Sasha? What have I been eating? Everybody's like, clean food movement. Know where your food comes from. You don't know what's in a fucking cranberry. So let me eat my little Debbie Christmas tree cake and leave me alone. <laughs> in modern times, cranberries are one of three fruits native to North America that are grown on a commercial scale. Which is Hmm. exciting. We only have three that we do on, like, any kind of, like, big level, and one of them is cranberries. So, good job, North America. And cranberries can also be used as part of magic. And I'm I'm specifically talking about the fruit now and Mm -hmm. not the band, but I imagine the band could also be used for magic. Yeah. Like, I've listened to a cranberry CD. I know what's Mm -hmm. up. The juice is believed to be representative of water, and the berry's vibrant color can represent fire, so those are two important elements. Yeah. Then because it's red, it also is affiliated with Mars, so for spell purposes, it calls upon the god Mars and can be used for protection, good vibes, passion, and determination. Mm. If you eat cranberry sauce at your Thanksgiving dinner, it can add a protective element to your life and give a wham-bam power punch against negative energy. And then I put in my notes, racist politics at the dinner table? Not with my cranberry sauce. Wham-bam! Wham-bam! <laughs> but, and here's where you might want to reconsider who you're serving your cranberries uh-huh. to. Red is also a lusty color. Ooh. So if you're cooking a meal for a loved one to get them in the mood, adding cranberry can send that message home. And this is something that Sigmund Freud also approves of because he felt that cranberries symbolized sex lives. Huh. But to be fair, he said that about everything. He said that about everything, yeah. If you drink cranberry juice during a dark moon, which is a liminal phase when the moon is between waxing and waning... You will keep your relationship free of strife. So if you don't want to fight, you eat a cranberry at the specific moon time. And you can even love spell yourself to be kinder to friends, family, and loved ones thanks to the comforting feeling of cranberries. Mm -hmm. To take advantage of this, you're going to want to take two teaspoons of cherry juice and add them to one cup of hot cranberry tea. Then you stir it all together with a cinnamon stick clockwise. Mm -hmm. And you, once you drink it, you will get a feeling of peace, comfort, and warmth. And honestly, it sounds delicious. Oh. Like, I was reading that, and I was like, I might just drink this. This sounds great. But cranberries can also be used for evil, slash mean things, maybe not necessarily evil. If you know some people who probably shouldn't be together, yeah. and whom among us doesn't have that couple that we know where we're like, why hmm. are you together? You're, you hate each other, and you're so mean to each other. Limest. 
Whomst are you together? Whomst are you together? Whomst among us does not want this to end? You can use cranberries to break those people up. Ooh. So all you need to do is you need to get a black or brown candle. So uh-huh. you set it down. Then you surround it with a circle of cranberries. Then you say the names of the people who should break up. And then you repeat mm-hmm. as needed until their relationship is over. Interesting. Yeah, so nice and easy. You get some cranberries. You get some candles. And then they break up. Cranberries are full of vitamin C. They're full of vitamin C. Your urinary tract is going to be clean as a damn whistle. Everybody wins except for the couple that breaks up. But in the long run, they'll they be like, win. I'm glad that I'm not with that person anymore. What was I thinking? What was I thinking? What was I thinking? Hmm. If you are trying to do a spell that calls for red wine, but you don't drink... This is a conscientious alternative to alcohol. So basically you can sub in cranberry for a comparable effect, but that's a bit contested. Like some people say, yeah, that's fine. Just use cranberry juice if you don't drink wine. Yeah. Other people are like, no, it's not going to do the same thing. It's fucking juice, not Mm. wine. You know, Mm -mm -mm. I mean, it's worth a shot if you want to like maybe try a little spell, but you're like, oh, I don't drink wine. What do I do? Mm. Cranberry juice. And then again, clean as a whistle urinary tract. Vitamin C, no more open wounds. Great times. Great time. And as ever, all roads lead back to Samhain. If you're making a traditional Samhain. Al- <laughs> if you're making a traditional altar for Samhain, you can include a bowl of cranberries or a dried cranberry string to offer thanks to the supernatural powers of the bog. Again, shout out to Hosier. Mm-hmm. Kisses. Kiss. We're gonna leave <laughs> just an offering of cranberries to our beloved bog, bog man. man. If you include cranberries in your Christmas or Yuletime wreath, mm-hmm. it can offer protection for your home and invoke the oh. healing power affiliated with the berry. So think about all of those wreaths you've yeah. seen with the cranberries. Yeah. Think about when you make popcorn strings. Yeah, no, that's... So literally, I was just Googling cats cranberries because I was thinking about making a cranberry oh, string. Of course. And apparently cranberries are some are one of the fruits that are safe for cats. Awesome. Because they have vitamin C anyway, and yeah. like cats are prone to urinary tract infections. Yes. They're like, if your cat can handle the tartness... It's safe for them to eat. Yeah. But then also, if your cat can't handle the tartness, they'll be like, ugh. Yeah, they're just <laughs> not going to like it. It's not going to yeah. hurt them. So, yeah. You, I, yeah. We, we have, my parents at their house have wooden beads that are painted to look like cranberries nice. for their tree. I always, I love. I always wondered. This always comes up where we're like, we're doing something else for mm-hmm. Spoop Hour. And then it comes up where it's like, oh, so this thing that we've been doing as part of a holiday tradition or as part of whatever tradition yeah is actually pagan in origin, and we've never given, like, cranberries. Yeah. Like, if I thought about it for a second, yeah, it it makes sense yeah. that, like, this would be pagan in origin, but right. that's the meaning behind it, and that's why oh. you put it in your, because it, it protects your house. Huh. So it probably started with, like, people seeing that and being like, oh, that looks pretty, yeah. and then they started doing it, we kind of lost it over the years of, like, this oh. was this was kind of like a protective spell yeah. for within your home. Mm. Right? Yeah. Cool. That's really cool. I got very excited about it. Yeah. You ready to talk about cakes? I am. Okay, great, because Gary's Grill, scandykitchen.co.uk, strangeago.com, msn.com, and indobase.com are ready to talk about cakes. Cakes, cakes, Are we going to talk cakes. about the dry-ass cake with the baby inside? Yes. No, we've already <laughs> talked about that cake. It's called the cake oh, cake. Oh, by the way, oh, s'mores won the snack yet. <laughs> I texted Sasha, just, God damn s'mores! Whimst. Whimst. So to, let's talk about cake Let's talk about cakes s'mores. and not s'mores. A s'mores cake has a but No. Fuck that. I actually do like s'mores, but like I'm mad that they beat apple cider donuts, and now apple cider donuts will never have justice. Anyway, this is just a collection of like hodgepodge cake lore because there's no like cohesive overarching lore to cakes. It's just a bunch of like weird little things. Sure. 
Anyway, let's kick it off with something not super relevant, but that nevertheless made me laugh. The word cake has Norse origins deriving from the word caca. Cock. Caca. Caca. Poop. <laughs> anyway, the round shape of the cake may be because in ancient times, some civilizations believed that the gods preferred round shapes to any other kind. And since most cakes back then were baked as an offering to the gods and were more similar to what we do, what we call bread nowadays, like mm -hmm. a sweeter bread, mm -mm. they were like, we're going to make this round because gods love round shit. And then they would make a round cake and then that would make for happy round gods. Everybody wins. A round cake also represented the cyclical nature of the life. It's the circle of life, not the different shape of cake of life. <laughs> And then also that represents the sun and the moon, which is why cake is served at important times, ah. like birthdays. To signal the passing of time, you get a cake because one year has passed. You also get a pair of glasses to show that time has passed. Ah. Oh, John Mulaney. Life cycle. I don't know why I put that in my notes, but I did. <laughs> in ancient Greece in particular, cakes were round and often adorned with candles to make them glow like the moon mm. before serving them up as an offering at the Temple of Artemis, who was goddess of the hunt and of the moon. And then the candle smoke was believed to be a vessel for prayers Ooh. that would then take it up to the gods. So like you bring your cake with its candles and then the smoke as you pray, it will bring the prayer oh. up to the gods so it gets to the god more efficiently. And this part of the lore may be the inspiration for birthday the- Birthday candles? Birthday candles, yes, very ah. good. You, you make a wish and you blow the candles out because now your wish a.k.a. your prayer, is being carried on the smoke. Smoke sounds. <laughs> and again, this is a thing where it's like, I never oh, thought about why we do that, yeah, but that makes that so makes much so goddamn much sense. sense. Anyway. In Denmark, if you cut a slice of cake, but it falls to its side as you serve it to someone, the recipient will end up with a terrible mother-in-law, which is hilariously specific. That's really specific. I was like, waiting for like some terrible like life. You're all gonna die. Thing You're gonna explode. Yesterday at Friendsgiving number one, uh -oh. I, someone had made a very delicious hazelnut cream pie with like toasted coconut and all nice. sorts of deliciousness. But when I like flipped it onto my plate and was trying to slide it on, it went. Bad news, <laughs> Sasha. Terrible mother-in-law in your future. But nope. But nope. But she's so what did Denmark say, Sasha? <laughs> okay, but Denmark, to be fair, had a terrible royal family, and they all died, and Horatio was the only one left to tell That's the story. That's true. And then Horatio was also like, "And you know why this is? It's because Hamlet was serving cake, and a piece fell over, and then he got a terrible mother-in-law." Anyway. Anyway. Also, I put in my notes, who among us doesn't accidentally knock over cake when you're serving it? Yeah. How are you going yeah. to serve it without it going bloop? Because buttercream, if it's properly made, is not going to hold the, that cake together. It's going to slide right off and then you get delicious mushy cake nonsense. Yeah, we don't know that Hamlet did or did not have a terrible mother-in-law or future mother-in-law because we don't know who Ophelia's mother is. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. Sasha has an excellent point. We were both English majors. We were. We're real dumb. <laughs> Today we Jack announced we were talking about something. Jack announced that he was delivered by cesarean, and there was a pregnant woman sitting with us, and we were talking about like we were talking about like birth is Jack gonna kill stuff. Macbeth? Well, no, and so he said he was delivered by cesarean, and I was like, ah, so you can kill Macbeth, and he was like, haha, yeah, and then the pregnant woman was like, like we were like all yeah. laughed about it, right? And then like it got quiet, and all of a sudden she went, 
God, that was so nerdy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Also, I put in my notes, whom among us buys into the terrible mother-in-law thing in this day and age where it's clearly an outdated women tearing down women lore and the holdout of a more sexist time. I was going to say, my future mother-in-law is really nice and she and my mom are like really good friends now and it makes me really happy. I feel like a lot of the things (laughs) about like, oh, terrible mother-in-laws is a combination of the low expectations we place on men. Uh So the idea is like, of course they were babied and now the mother who babied them is mad at you because you're taking their baby away from them. Yeah. And then that th- that's more a reflection on him for not setting appropriate boundaries and, mm-hmm. you know, not establishing you are always going to be my mother, she's going to be my wife, everybody be cool, whatever. It's, Healthy relationships are great all around. Yeah, like, just work it out. It's fine. Wear your seatbelt. In Sweden, if you accept a piece of cake, that then falls to the side. So you kept it upright, you got it onto the plate, but now you have taken it, and as you take that plate, it falls over. You're never going to get married. Oh, shit. And I put in my notes, basically, we're all going to die spinsters with difficult mothers-in-law because cake is really hard to serve, okay? That's so funny that we're all spinsters, but we also Also have have mothers-in-law. Yep. You can't have it both ways, Europe. <laughs> the website I got it from was like, if you take these in conjunction with one another, it's hard to see how they can both be true. Right. <laughs> Don't know, but that's, that's the non- cake lore. In 1920s America, cake could be a predictor of strife. If you cut a piece of cake in half, it means there will soon be a family argument. To be safe, it is best to never share dessert and always get your own piece and you're welcome. Bye. <laughs> Do you want to share cake with me? No, No. because then our family will fight. This is my fucking cake. Get your own, Nancy. I don't know anyone named Nancy. (laughs) In France, if you tell the peasants, let them eat cake. They get mad. They get mad and you will be beheaded. Even though cake is objectively awesome. So like, great. Thanks for the cake, bruh. No, I'm not team Marie Antoinette. Before you angrily take to the forums we don't have, I am not pro Marie Antoinette. (laughs) I just need to clarify that before we move any further. Anyway, are you ready to skip ahead to Christmas cake lore? Yes, I love Christmas cake. Great. We've been over. I don't really care for Thanksgiving. So especially this year and my 18,000 year long week, I've been really embracing the Christmas spirit because I'm sad and stressed. Hell yeah. So I've been watching a lot of holiday baking championships and just like really like getting into my Christmas crafts and doing the whole thing. Oh, yeah. First, I learned from an episode of the Holiday Baking Championship that Kronza cakes uh-huh. are a kind of tiered cake and it kind of looks like a Christmas tree, but it is traditionally served at weddings. Mm. And the way the lore goes is you pull the top layer of it off, because it almost looks like stacked yeah. cookies, but it's cake. So you pull the top layer off and however many layers stick to it, that's how many kids you're going to have. And so the lady who told this on the Holiday Baking Championship, she's like, I just got married, so I'm going to pull this off, haha, and show you what happens. But when she, like, tried to pick it up, she accidentally, like, the top layer went, like, shooting off with another layer and, like, fell on the floor and broke. Oh, God. And one of the judges goes, one kid is going to come flying out of you. Oh, my God. And I laughed a long time. I think one of my former students told me about this. Crumbs cakes? Yeah, at some point. And I'm trying to remember what the context was, because that sounds so familiar. And I don't remember why, but... She, she's definitely one of my former students. It looks like this. Yeah. So you can see how it looks like Christmas tree Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. how it can be for more like a, like a wedding. I think Elizabeth told me about this. Oh. Yeah. Elizabeth listens, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Yeah, Elizabeth, explain. Elizabeth. cake. You told me about this cake. Was is das. I know it's not when German. When and why? <laughs> what was the context for you? I know. Talking? I was going to guess, was it Holiday Baking Championship? No. But this was an episode from this year. So yeah. unless she's a time traveler, which now is the time to find out. Probably not. 
She's a classics major. Being, she could be a time being traveler. Being a time traveler would be very convenient for her. We're on to you, Elizabeth. There is a superstition that if you cut into your official Christmas cake before Christmas Eve, you will serve yourself up a slice of bad luck for the holidays. Oh, jeez. If you do manage to wait until Christmas Eve to cut into your cake, make sure you don't eat all of it. At least one slice must be saved for Christmas Day. Otherwise, guess what? Christmas bad luck. Okay, but what if you're at like a work party before Christmas? Should there just not be cake served? Is it a Christmas cake? Well, like, you know, like Shilla Bakery sells like those cute little Christmas cakes and stuff and like... Uh Uh-oh. I mean, I never go out and buy it, but, like... I don't know if the lore will recognize who bought the cake. (laughs) The last time we had a Christmas cake at at an English department Christmas party was a few years ago, and it was, like, a thank you gift from a student who gave it to another teacher, and the teacher was like, I can't eat this entire cake by myself. I don't think I had any because I was filled up on other things that could be Good call, and then you didn't have any bad luck. Hooray! Hooray! And also, you will need to make sure that you save one piece of that official Christmas cake... To eat on Christmas. ...for New Year's. Or for New Year's. Oh, so you... Otherwise, you'll start the year off with bad luck. So this is is a long-range Christmas cake. That is a uh, Christmas cake that is not spoiling. (laughs) Funny you should mention that. Give me, like, two minutes to get through the rest of my cake shit, and then sneakily, I'm going to talk about pies and breads. Anyway. I just don't understand... How you make a cake last that long without going bad. Yeah, and also how you don't eat it. Eat it, right. Because, like, you eat on day be- seven, it's going to suck. Yeah, eat the cake before it goes bad. Yeah. And or like, else you, you you'll can probably get it, but... I mean, like, you could get sick and then yeah, you're having bad you? luck. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, that's the sickness true. could be the bad luck. Yeah. Who's to say what the Who's real bad luck is? Is it the poops or is it, like, some sort of generalized concept of bad luck in the year to come because you ate your Christmas cake before New Year's? Who's to say? Who's Make sure you help out in the kitchen when Christmas cakes are being made. Historically, families in olden times would gather around the main baker for the Christmas cake process. Each family member would then stir the cake batter three times and make a wish for a gift from Santa Claus. Aww. There is also a Christmas pudding variation on this one, too. So you, once again, you stir the cake three times, making sure that you can see the bottom of the bowl each time you, you turn it. Yeah. And... On that one, you get a wish on each stir. So you do stir number one, I wish for world peace. Stir number two, I wish for, I don't know, a new pair of shoes. Stir number three, I wish for a new blanket. Mm -hmm. And then those are your three Christmas wishes. And then there is a stupid tradition that uses ableist language. So I'm not going to refer to the title of Mm -hmm. the cake because it's rude. Bachelors and spinsters, which is a very emblematic way of the way we treat single women versus single men. Bachelors and spinsters, who boy, would silently prepare a cake on Christmas Eve to find their future spouses. They would leave their initials on the cake, and then if they stayed silent the entire baking process, their future spouse would also leave their initials on the cake. So the idea being like, you make this cake, you don't say anything, and then your spouse materializes out of the ether to write like TR or whatever, and then that's Hmm. there. You're marrying Teddy Roosevelt. Huh. Fun fact, that's how the Roosevelts got together. I don't know why I thought of Teddy Roosevelt. This is where I'm at. Christmas pies and breads also have some superstitions. Mm. If you eat a lot of mincemeat pies the day before and the day after Christmas, it will determine how much luck you have. So, like, if you start eating mincemeat pies, just don't just eat a little bit. Mm. Eat a lot of mincemeat pies because then you're going to have a lot of good luck in the new year. But then if you cut your slice of pie with a knife before you eat it, so you do, like, fork in and then you do, like, the er, 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 er with your knife, that's going to break your luck and that's bad. Mm. 
at first I was like, well, that could be good if you've been on a, a string of bad luck lately. Mm-hmm. But no, it's it's exclusively bad. You'll break your luck if you use the knife. So it's best to just bite into your pie so that you keep your luck intact. Mm. Also, you should have an adventurous pie palette because the more pies you try in the lead up to New Year's, the more months of good luck you'll have in the year to come. Hmm. So also, eat more pie. Because if you have 12 slices of pie, guess what? 12 months of good luck, motherfuckers! So yesterday, I had a cherry, like, pocket pie. Yes. At Friendsgiving 1 and a hazelnut um, Cream cream pie. And then at... Friendsgiving t- number two, there were four different pumpkin pies. Did you try and all of them? And so Laura decided that we would do a blind taste test. Okay. And so she set it up for like all of us to try each flavor so at once. So that was four more so pies. So I had four more pies, plus I had an extra slice of one of the pies. And then today I had an apple pie and a pumpkin pie. So you are on track for nine months of good luck. You just need three more pies. Okay, so I've basically got myself to September next You have. Okay. Well, and then this week is Thanksgiving, and I'm going to two Thanksgivings on Thanksgiving, so I think I can knock this out. What sucks is I can't go to the grocery store and get myself shit to make pies with, so I'm going to have a crappy next year, too. Hooray! Anyway, and if you are, even if you are stuffed full and you're like, I cannot possibly eat another bite of food... If someone offers you a piece of pie and it's a Christmas pie, Mm -hmm. you have to fucking take it because if you don't, it is deeply unlucky. So if you have just eaten your 12 slices of pie and you're like, I'm sitting pretty, I'm going to have 12 months of good luck. And somebody goes, hey, you want a 13 slice pie? And you go, no, I couldn't possibly. Boom. Good luck gone. Screws. Christmas bread is a long lasting treat that was traditionally kept in the house. Now remember, Christmas cake you're supposed to keep for at least a week because it's supposed to go from Christmas Eve to New Year's. Christmas bread you keep in the house for one full calendar year. Oh, gee. Thanks in part to the tale that bread baked on Christmas will never go stale, which I'm pretty sure is bullshit. That thing will go st- I don't believe a that. A full fucking year, you guys. Don't eat that bread. It was believed to have both healing powers and protection powers, so the longer you keep that. it in the house, the more good health and protection your family mm-hmm. had. I think it's because if somebody broke into your house, say in, I don't know, August, and you have this weird loaf of bread that has been sitting on your table over their since Christmas, they're like, what the fuck kind of house oh. did I walk into? How old <laughs> is that goddamn yeah, bread? You're, two different... Yeah, you're like, you use it a as a weapon. I'm like, the person who is invading your home is going to be like, what the fuck is that? I'm out. This is weird. You guys are on your own. <laughs> anyway, and it heals you because you're like... Oh, God, I need to eat something. But you know what? I'm not hungry from looking at that bread anymore. Healed. If you leave your Christmas bread loaf on the table after Christmas Eve, you'll be guaranteed a lot of bread. And then I put in my notes, literal bread, not as in, let's get get that that bread. Yeah. Mm. No, not that kind. Which I would have totally left it out if it were the let's get that bread kind. But it's like literal, like a bountiful harvest bread, which like, meh. And that's Christmas cake, bread, pie, and pudding lore. Ooh. I was just t- thinking about the Japanese women used to be called Christmas cake if they weren't married by age 25. Oh, the, that's me. Yeah, but times being what they are, that has gone that has gone away. You know what because, I am? Cuz I'm 30 and I'm unmarried. I'm a little Debbie Christmas tree cake. Suck my dick. You are delicious and cute and adorable. Yeah, and And I've got good chocolate filling because I like the chocolate ones, and I got sprinkles and shit, and I'm like $2.50 at Target if you go to Target at the right time of year. We are modern young women. What? Sick of swimming. Ah! Ready to stand. I'm not ready to stand. So I looked, did my annual search query of Thanksgiving 
like first Thanksgiving horror, and then got a bunch of like horror movies, including the ones that oh, we talked yeah, about last yeah. Thanksgiving, which you should give a listen to. Where it's like the frozen turkey kills a bunch of college kids. Yeah, you know, all those. And then I somehow got also like a very long ghost story from 1993. I think it was published in some like short like journal or something, like short story anthology or something. I'm going to send it to you because it's just like really bizarre. Nice. It's It seems like... My basic basic understanding of skimming it was that a family killed a pheasant in the woods, and that pheasant was actually the spirit of some Native American. And so it's like, like rhyme of the ancient mariner, but yeah. with a pheasant and on land. Yeah, basically. And they were like, "You shouldn't have done that. Like that mm-hmm. was the sacred pheasant." And mm-hmm. the family starts seeing visions, and like they're all like passing out and stuff like that. So this is from the deadhistory.com, giving the past new life. And so oh, that's from, from their section, Haunted America, there was an article called The Sa- Thanksgiving Ghost, Spirit Haunts Railroad Line in New York. <laughs> so the original headline literally just says, Thanksgiving Ghost Flags Lehigh Train, oh, annual okay. appearance of spectral figure that haunts railroad line in the East. So <laughs> It just comes up every year? Yeah. On Thanksgiving Day in oh. 1902, a southbound train was nearing Geneva, New York, and came upon the Marsh Bridge. As the train approached the bridge, the engineer and fireman on board heard a piercing scream. When they looked up, they saw a white figure standing to the east of the bridge, frantically waving its arms. The engineer brought the train to a stop, and as he did so, they heard another scream, and the phantom disappeared from their eyes. The two men got out of the train and inspected the tracks and surrounding area for the scree- screaming weirdo they just saw moments <laughs> of before. <laughs> Nothing was out of, the, out of place on the track, and there was no sign of any person or thing nearby. As they started across the bridge, they heard the shriek one final time. The train pulled into the station, and the men shared their odd experiences with the other railroad workers. They learned that there was an accident on that bridge years prior. The engineer and fireman both died when the train went off the Marsh Bridge. The article said that the fireman's body was lost to quicksand and never recovered. Ah, quicksand? Ah, that's not a real threat. <laughs> Ever since that accident, a shrieking phantom is said to be spotted on this bridge every year around Thanksgiving Day. Yikes. And so the person did, like, research to figure out, like, this actually happened. Like, sure. is there really a ghost there? And the closest thing is that in nine, a few years before that, in 1873, so, like, two decades prior, mm-hmm. in the spring, a train left Syracuse and crashed... Over, hit like a, uh, a little bit of water that had washed out a bridge mm-hmm. and then everything fell into the flooded waters and like mm. n- but it was the baggage car that fell into the water oh so and then was, no like, one actually hurt. died but a lot of luggage but drowned. apparently the engineer and fireman did that like in a, that in incident the, in that incident how it, were they just like I think they were the on the baggage, baggage or they were like part of the train that did fall into the oh, oh the locomotive also the tender and the baggage car okay so and then their their bodies were found quite a distance so the bodies were found and mm. then the families of both men sued the railroad due to negligence but the author of this couldn't find any connection to the Thanksgiving Day ghost mm. so it's like still a mystery so you say it comes up on Thanksgiving Day mm-hmm. every year. That's what the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a ghost that understands that Thanksgiving Day changes. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you That's know. That's what I'm saying, This right? year is on the 28th. It knows that. On That's the, impressive. It's no, it knows it's the fourth Thursday of yeah. November. I would think if I were to be a ghost, I would go on, like, the specific day that I died. So, like, if right. I died on November 23rd, yeah. I would 
show up on November 23rd. Right. And if November 23rd happened to be Thanksgiving but, like it was when I died, great, but no. But it always shows up on the fourth Thursday, huh. whatever it is. But the accident happened in March hmm. of 1873. So, huh. Hmm. Hmm. So, that but was... Maybe it was... Maybe they were on their way to like a Thanksgiving in March. You know how people will do like Christmas in July, but it was Thanksgiving in March. Oh, maybe. And they were like, I'm bringing the cranberries. <laughs> so that was like the extent of when I looked up Thanksgiving ghost stories. If That's you a have one. a Thanksgiving ghost story, email yeah. it to spoophour at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> so let's switch over from ghost stories to horror stories. Oh, I'm going to take a shit in the turkey if you don't let me watch a Jeopardy. So Insider rounded up a bunch of uh, ho- Thanksgiving hosting horror stories that will give us so much second-hand embarrassment. Whoa, nothing spookier Ooh. than second-hand embarrassment. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, boy. The worst. So some of these are... Well, I'm going to try to read them as spookily as I can to keep with the spirit of the show. Love it. But let's see this. Okay. Do you want me to make spooky gobbling noises in the background? <laughs> Gobble, 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 gobble. That's my ghost turkey sound. It kind of sounds like the turkey's underwater. All right, so for the first story. We hosted Thanksgiving at my house one year, and our dining room is on the second floor of the house. Creak, like, creak, creak. That's me going up I'm trying to like, noises. I'm doing spooky fingers and I'm trying to like think, I'm trying to be like a Foley artist for this story <laughs> since you're telling it so spookily. My aunt was in a wheelchair at the time and we didn't know what to do since she couldn't get up the stairs. So we built a ramp for her. We went to the hammer, store hammer, hammer. and bought all this wood and ended up building oh, a really right solid here. ramp. <laughs> When the day came, we realized the staircase ramp was just too steep. My aunt was on the heavier side, so it took a lot of effort. Don't body shame me. I'm your aunt, and that's disrespectful. It took a lot of effort to push her up because the ramp was so steep. Maybe you should have just had Thanksgiving downstairs. When she was nearly at the top, Uh we lost control. No! She nearly came crashing down. Oh no. It was a whole fiasco. (laughs) I really enjoy you saying it was a whole fiasco with a spooky voice. Long story short, we got her up the stairs eventually, and now it's just a funny memory. (laughs) (laughs) There's something about reading funny stories in a spooky voice. I really enjoy this. And that one was from a, a woman named Sierra. <laughs> All right, this next story is from a man named John. I discovered that the oven in my first New York City apartment was too small for Ooh. the turkey. Squeak, 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 squeak. That's the sound a tiny apartment makes. And I didn't discover this until the day I tried to put the turkey in the oven. <laughs> I would have checked that ahead of time yeah like check the dimensions of your oven like if i were in a scenario where i were in a small apartment my first thought would be hmm this is a small apartment i better make sure that the food that i buy is going to To fit fit. i had to quickly improvise we're having (laughs) takeout luckily the turkey itself fit I ended up cooking half the meal a block away at my girlfriend's apartment and <laughs> shuttling the dishes back and forth in the freezing snow and rain. Brrr, cold. The end. Shit, <laughs> that, was, that was it. <laughs> 
Did they leave the turkey unsupervised during they, that time? They, had to, like, they were going to burn down their tiny apartment. <laughs> Whose problem is it now? That's yeah. the scariest thing Oh, my all. God. We have to do a Riverdale recap after this because oh I'm God. now all caught up on Riverdale. Oh, and, oh my God. <laughs> okay. Here's... I just was, I almost made a Riverdale spoiler comment, but I should save it for the book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is from Zelda. <gasps> Zelda? Someone named Zelda. What are you doing writing into people with Thanksgiving stories? We don't celebrate Thanksgiving in this house. Ooh. In <laughs> She's the like, night... I learned English and how to time. In the nineteen eighties. Wow, she's my, been alive a long time. Right? My mother went through an experimental cooking phase. Ooh. Ooh. One Thanksgiving, she served a French cassoulet du midi as a side dish. The stuff was gray and about the consistency of cement. Try the made with delicious. Apparently this one was not. (laughs) Made with some kind of beans. That's not what the dishes said. My sister's boyfriend had a large portion, and then later in the meal, he threw up all over the dining room, (laughs) the tables, the chairs, china cabinets, and people. Oh my god! Was he in The Exorcist all of a sudden? (laughs) It took a couple of hours to clean up, and the carpet had to be professionally cleaned. Jesus Christ. It wasn't funny at the time. (laughs) But we laughed about it and that boyfriend for years afterwards. Did they still, did they continue dating? Do we know? No, I think they were laughing about that boyfriend. Oh, like in okay. like a, Where it's ah, like, remember, uh-huh. remember when he dated that idiot and he threw, threw up, up all, all over, over the dining house. room? Oh, God. This is a Reddit user. Oh, God. Let me share this one. Heed their warning. Make sure to take the guts out of the turkey before no. serving. We had Thanksgiving at my grandparents' house once, and they served it with all the guts inside. That's a horror story. Like, full stop. Took me a long time to get over that. Yikes. Yikes. I'm never going to be over that, and I it didn't happen to me. All right, here's another Reddit user. A few years ago, Ooh. my aunt got... So drunk on Thanksgiving. I'm gonna tell you something. That we what I hate about you people. That we took away her keys and told her to sleep in the spare bedroom. I'm fine. Give me five feet of fire and go to sleep. At 3 a.m. we get a knock on the door. It was the local fire department (laughs) saying they got a call for assistance. Oh, Jesus Christ. Turns out my aunt called them to get her keys back. Oh, my. Listen to me. They're holding me against my will, and they won't give me my keys. It's an emergency. (laughs) Give me the fire department. That's my invitation of the drunk (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. All right, here's Um, another. (laughs) This, This Reddit user's name is Nacho Queen. Hey! hey! God, that's all I want to be. Goddess among us. Nacho, nacho queen. queen. I was cooking my first turkey because my mom was sick. <laughs> I figured out the time needed. Took out the insides because she knew to she clean out the that turkey. She read account. <laughs> she was like, oh, I should remember this. I Do the ones they sell in the grocery store have guts inside? 
I think if you just like buy like a fresh turkey. Oh, but not like a butterball. Our, yeah, ours. My dad would sometimes would pull out the neck and like the gib- giblets and stuff like that, but not mm. like the heart. And I have like no recollection. And like we haven't done traditional Thanksgiving in a long time, but like I have no recollection of my parents like gutting mm. a turkey. So I assume that like the butterballs we got yeah. were like so, sometimes excavated. my parents get like a fresh turkey and oh, they have yeah. to gut it, and other sense. times they just buy like a little bit of it. The one where the thing pops out when it's done. Yeah, turkey's mm-hmm. done. I took out the insides and I stuffed it. Got it in the oven okay. But <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I forgot to turn it on. No! <laughs> Yummy cold Four turkey. Four hours later, <sighs> it was barely room temperature, much less cooked. I- I'm impressed that it got to room temperature. We had grilled cheese and tomato <gasps> soup that year. That's all I want. Which also is that not That sounds about. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> The turkey's like, this is better for all of us. <laughs> One Thanksgiving, my mom had made everything except the turkey. Mm. My mom's mother was supposed to bring the turkey. Oh. Dinner was at two. She didn't show up. Uh-oh. So we ate a Thanksgiving meal with no turkey. I do that every year. It's not the only The next day, grandma showed up oh, with a turkey. No. <laughs> so much worse than if she just like completely forgot right. it's so just... much worse that the next day she's like here i am <laughs> oh grandma my grandmother ran out of counter space dun 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 so she took out the turkey on the tray looked around and put it on the ground for like three seconds <laughs> <laughs> I like that she looked around, because I like to think she was looking around to make sure no one saw her do it, yeah. but really she was probably looking around like, can I put it, nope, can I put it, mm-hmm. nope, on the floor yeah, it's it really like, I did, I did, I did, I did, I did uh, floor. floor. <laughs> she intended it, she intended for it to be there for three seconds. Her dog Roscoe had other ideas. Bork, 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 bork. He had been following her all day. Earlier, she had tossed him a turkey giblet. And I guess that didn't sit well with him. He shit all over my grandma's leg, the floor, and freshly cooked turkey. Oh, no. I thought he was going to eat it. One explosive of two-second blast of fiery diarrhea. Jesus Christ. I really thought he was going to eat it. Yeah, me too. I thought he was going to be like, fuck yo, turkey. It's mine now. We all crammed into the car (laughs) and went to the only open Mexican restaurant in town. Delicious. (laughs) That's also delicious. Yes, again, you're welcome. Would you rather eat floor turkey, you fucking weirdo? And then this is the final one. Okay. (laughs) My family can't have Thanksgiving dinner. Because every time we do, something bad always happens. Bum, bum, bum. In year one, my mom dropped a frozen turkey on her finger <gasps> and had to have surgery. Jesus Christ. Year two, the rolls started a fire and almost burned our house down. <laughs> year oh, those three. Those are chaos agents. A neighbor backed into my parked car and totaled it. Year four, to prepare for an emergency dental surgery scheduled for the Monday after Thanksgiving, I had to take antibiotics. I woke up on Thanksgiving and threw up all over the living room carpet at my mom's house. 
<laughs> Year five. My grandma, who spent every Thanksgiving that I can remember with us, dies. Oh, no. I wish I were kidding. This year, my mom had to have emergency surgery last Friday, so instead of having Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow, we are trying it next Wednesday. <laughs> just, maybe just cancel Thanksgiving. Maybe just cancel Thanksgiving. You don't have to do Thanksgiving. So Just, like, eat some grilled cheese. Who boy, that Yikes. was a whole lot. That so much happened. Also, my house. throat is so dry now from doing the spooky breathy voice. spooky voice. I don't know if you remember. I can't remember if you were in my group. I don't think you were. I think you were in a different group. Were you in my group for the Mukashi Balashi about the mouse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. We, for some reason we decided that as the narrator I should do a spooky voice. Yeah. And so I did the whole thing like, Mukashi, 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 And it was like this whole thing. Yeah, I'm, 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 or maybe I wasn't in your group. I was in your class for. Like, yeah, that's yeah. you were definitely in my class. I don't remember if you were in my group. Or I not. think I was in the. Well, were you in the one with the the mouse husband and the boy, the dad saying like, "Oh, you have to like get the gods to like approve your marriage." Well, that was that. that everybody was, did. Oh, that everyone one. did that. Well, but yeah. you didn't do yours. As, oh, maybe I didn't do mine. Yeah, maybe I wasn't in your group. Yeah, you're probably with like Vivian and. I was with Vivian and I think Sam was in my group. That's oh, why I'm not sure. If Sam's in your group, then I was in your group. Yeah, yeah, because Sam was in my group. Anyway, anyway, we did a project Ooh. together that we've now completely forgotten about because it was like 15 years ago. Ba 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 da ba. Oh, one more spooky thing that happened to me this week. My mentor teacher's son turned 11, and um, when I first met him, he was three. You're so, <laughs> so I just felt I felt like all of time collapsed on me today. Welcome to being a dusty old crone. I'm a dusty old it. crone. Dusty old crone. Anyway, this has been Dusty Old Crone Hour. Thank you for tuning in, happy, as always. Happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate. If you don't, happy Tuesday when you're listening to it. Happy yeah. week in general. If you... <laughs> uh, if you have any horror stories about Thanksgiving, like your cat... Eating you, things they shouldn't. Cat crawled into the turkey. That I think that was one of the ones from last year, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, send us like, those. The those are turkey fun. turkey started meowing. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, God. tell us your turkey noise stories. Yeah. Spoophour at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spoophour. And just have a great holiday week or just a great regular week. Anyway, the two have been inextricably nope can't say words so the two have been linked ever since inextricably inex i just i've had such a long week you guys. oh i'm sorry i just <laughs> broke ass on your couch that scared me that scared- <laughs> welcome to the end of the episode everybody we're having the worst time today it's just going it's great so much. we're firing on all cylinders including the butt one what if you just don't edit this <laughs> just, i'll just put it up just live and i'll know this is exactly how we are you, you guys are like oh it's like hanging out with friends this is what it's like to hang out with us you don't want it to <laughs> oh my god uh, anyway hi i'm heather and i'm Rhonda. And we're two wine-loving, psych-nerd, long-distance friends who host the podcast Wine Mind, where each episode we break down a psychology topic while getting buzzed on a bottle of wine. And sometimes we make up words. Have you ever poured back a few glasses of wine and found yourself wondering, why is wine so awesome? Why is it so hard to make friends in adulthood? What's the 
difference between a psychopath and a sociopath? If so, then Wine Mind is the podcast for you. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And check out our website at winemindpodcast.com. You can also find us on the social medias as at winemindpodcast. So uncork a bottle and join us. Cheers! I was cooking my first... Orcs assist.